Hello, hello, and welcome to another episode of A Murderous Affair. My name is Gabrielle, and I know I just said I was going to start uploading on Mondays, and it's a Tuesday, but there is a reason for it today. It is October 1st, which is my favorite month of the year. I just absolutely love fall. I love October. This entire season is honestly what I look forward to the the whole year. And for this month, in order to celebrate everything mythical and spooky, I thought it'd be fun if we talk about women from myth and legend who are known for mayhem and murder. So we're still keeping the murderous part in the a murderous affair, but we're changing it up a little bit just for this month to focus more on the mythical rather than the historical. For this first month, I figured we'd start with a classic legend that honestly terrified me and many other young Mexican children growing up, which is the legend of La Llorona. Let's do some housekeeping before we start this episode. So I actually have some really fun announcements. Um, I have been exploring my slightly more creative artistic side and came up with this cool design that I thought would be fun to sell as like kind of merch for the podcast. And obviously I kind of just did this for because I thought it'd be fun to own. But if any of you want to buy it too, then um, I made a little store on Teespring and I tried to make the prices really as low as they would let me go um, because I just am doing this because I thought it'd be really fun to have something a murderous affair official. There's a couple of shirts and stickers there with this cute little murderous affair logo but if you guys are interested in checking it out you can find it on teespring.com slash stores slash a dash murderous dash affair and like I said it's nothing fancy it's just this cute little logo I kind of came up with and you can buy it as a sticker as a classic women's t-shirt a classic unisex t-shirt or as a cool iphone case and like I said I'm mostly doing this because I would like to buy something with the podcast logo on it but I figured I'd share it in case anyone else wanted to buy something too and I'll leave a link to the store in the podcast description below so you guys can find it there too but enough with the self promo already. So like always, I'm going to list my sources first so I don't forget and so you can check out the amazing websites that put all this information together. We've got my personal favorite, Rejected Princesses, who has done an amazing job of putting together information on La Llorona, including a ton that I actually didn't know in the first place. Then there's good old Wikipedia and an article that I found from historytoday.com called The Wailing Woman. La Llorona is a legendary figure with various incarnations. So usually she's translated into English as the Wailing Woman, and she's oftentimes an apparition of a woman dressed in white, often found by lakes or rivers, sometimes at crossroads, who tends to cry late in the night for her lost children who she has killed. Now, most often in these stories, the murder of these children is carried out by drowning, but occasionally different stories mention using a knife or a dagger. Now, this crime is usually described as being spontaneous um, in a fit of, in a quote, fit of madness after finding out about either an unfaithful, 
an unfaithful husband or an unfaithful lover who either leaves her to marry a woman of higher status or leaves her to marry a woman who is younger than her or possibly won't even marry her because of the children that she's had from a previous lover. Now, after she realizes what she has done, she usually kills herself and then is doomed to wander the earth forever. And I know that there are so many different versions of this legend that it's possible that I may mention one that isn't familiar to one that maybe you've heard growing up or that you've heard from friends, but I'm going to do my very best to talk about the most commonly known version and the themes that seem to carry over the most. I know that there's a lot out there, so I'm just prefacing that by saying I know that I might not mention one that you are familiar with, but I did my very best to try and find all of them. Let's talk about the most popular rendition of this legend. There once was an extremely beautiful woman who lived in a rural town. She met and fell in love with a man there, and they settled down to have a family together. Eventually, her husband started spending less and less time with her and more of the time with his children when he was around. Things in their family end up deteriorating, and the man leaves her for another woman. She becomes extremely depressed and one day takes her children to the river and drowns them there. After, so overcome by what she's done, she throws herself in the river as well and ends up drowning. Her spirit is then forever cursed by these events and she wanders the earth forever, searching for her children and weeping. She kidnaps children who she believes are her own and then when she realizes they aren't, she drowns them and continues her search. Now, like I said, this is obviously a very simplistic and generic retelling of La Llorona. There are dozens more out there, like the one where the guy she wants to marry doesn't like her kids, so she kills them so he'll like her. They're the one where the man's rich, she's poor, and then she he demands she kills her kids before he'll marry her. And there's dozens of modern-day adaptations ranging from a Got Milk commercial to a Supernatural appearance to being branded as a type of underwear, apparently. But one big question is where does this legend come from? And that is the interesting question that I'm going to try and dive into today. Since it's such an old legend that's been spread across so many cultures with variations in each retelling, their origins are pretty difficult to actually pin down. But apparently, the first written example of this legend comes from an Aztec prophecy about the end of the world. So in something called the Florentine Codex, which is an encyclopedic work completed during the 16th century by a friar Bernardo de Saguan, we find two Aztec goddesses who could be linked to La Llorona. The first is Cuyacotl, which is the snake woman, who is described as being a, quote, savage beast and an evil omen, who appeared in white and who would walk at night weeping and wailing. And this goddess apparently could also be linked to the sixth of ten omens that are recorded in the Codex as having foretold the conquest, um, which is the voice of a woman heard wailing at night, crying about the fate of her children. And what's interesting is that in this, the, f the children that the woman is crying for is assuming to be kind of like figurative towards the children of the Aztec Empire and what will happen to them during the conquest and crying over their fates there. So I thought that was really interesting. Apparently, there's also a later codex, and this was in the History Today article, written by a Dominican friar, Diego Duran, who tells more of the origin myths of Aztec gods and goddesses. And I'm going to read this directly from the article since they, since they describe it so well, but Cotlicu, who is often linked to or thought to be the same as Cuicoto, is another goddess who is discussed. So Cotlicu is, which means she of the snaky skirt, was the mother of Huitzipochtli, the Aztec god of war. Duran describes her as, quote, the ugliest and dirtiest that one can possibly imagine. 
Her face was so black and covered with filth that she looked like something straight out of hell. Apparently, in her story, she waits for her son to come back to her from war and weeps and mourns from him while he is gone. Now, in her mythos, she is waiting for her son to come back from war. While he's gone, she weeps and mourns for him. There are also some other goddesses that have some links between water and infanticide as explored in this article. In the Florentine Codex, there's another goddess mentioned whose name I'm probably going to butcher. Let me spell it. So it's C-H-A-L-C-H-I-U-H-T-L-I-Q-E. That's the spelling of it. I'm going to try and pronounce it now. So, Calcicuitcule. Nope. Calcicuitcule. Let's go with that one. She was the goddess of the waters and the oldest sister of the rain god, Tlaloc. Apparently describes her as one who's being feared and and who caused terror for people. Um, She was known to drown people and overturn boats. And there were ceremonies made in honor of the rain gods, which included her, that involved the sacrifice of children. So these victims were oftentimes taken from their mothers, and the more that the children cried, the more successful the sacrifice was thought to have been. So these are also considered to be inspirations for the tale of La Llorona, um, relating to like the practices that the Aztec people had when it came to their gods and goddesses. La Llorona is also tied to one of the people that Hernan Cortes used in his conquest, a woman who translated for him named Malinche. Now, since it can be said that the end of the Aztec Empire was brought in part by Cortes, Malinche is sometimes interpreted as the weeping woman predating the end of the world. So, a little bit about Malinche's life. She was sold into slavery very early on, and she was traded several times before ending up as Cortez's mistress and interpreter. She was oftentimes considered to be a vile traitor by many since she was associated with Cortez, even if she didn't have a choice in the matter. Some people, in an attempt of rehabilitating her image later on, tied her to the La Llorona story by claiming that after Cortez left her and returned to Spain, she drowned the children they'd had together but this is just mostly considered to be a rumor and not actually believed to have happened. Ultimately, I think we can say that La Llorona is a legend that has been around for centuries, a tale that has been told to naughty children and been adapted for modern-day media with various success, and can be interpreted in many different ways. I hope you enjoyed learning about her story in this episode. Thank you guys so much for listening. If you have anything else you want to add to the story, if there's anything that I left out, feel free to reach out to me on Twitter or Instagram at Frumius Reads. Like I said, if you want to check out the Teespring merch store, I will leave it linked in the podcast description down below. But that is all that I have for you today. Thank you so much for listening and I'll talk to you next week. Okay, goodbye.